Talk of the Town is a public service program produced by Midwest Family Springfield, airing Sunday morning on 92.7 WMAY, 98.7 WNNS, 97.7 WQLZ, and 102.5 The Lake. The mission of the show is to provide you with new information on the great organizations and great people in the Springfield area who work hard to make things easier for others throughout our community and to make Springfield a better place to live. The intent of this program is to be timely, topical, to entertain, and to inform. This is Talk of the Town. This is Trent Nelson. Such a pleasure to have you with us this morning. We've got four wonderful guests. You may have heard some of them on this program, on our other program, or you might have just seen them out in public. We have Cindy Klickner, the president of the Sangamon County Historical Society. We have Brooke Dunn of the Central Illinois Food Bank. We have Nick Gentile and Caitlin Kultis of Rise Springfield. And we have Kayla Gravens of Downtown Springfield, Inc. They are all with us this morning. President Klickner is here to speak about all of the wonderful things that the Sangamon County Historical Society gets into. Brooke Dunn is here to speak to us about all of the wonderful ways that you can get to making a difference in the community through donating food to those that may need it. Nick Gentile and Caitlin Coltis of Rise, they want you to donate some of your clothing to people that need it. And if you need some clothing, they want you to be able to get some of it yourself. And then, of course, Kayla Gravens, there's something of a get-together in the offing. And Kayla wants you to know about it because there are great opportunities for individuals as well as for businesses to support the community by attending what we might call a a gathering, a get-together. So stay tuned. This is Talk of the Town. I'm Trent Nelson. Let's go. Talk of the Town, Trent Nelson, and we are joined once again by a lovely friend, President Cinda Klickner, president of what you might ask? Well, not the Dana Thomas House Foundation this time. She is wearing the hat of the president of the Sangamon County Historical Society. Thank you so much for coming down this morning, President. Thank you, Trent, for having me. The pleasure is all ours every time. We live in the midst of Sangamon County. We know it for many various reasons. Some people know it for Mr. Lincoln. Some people know it for Visha Lindsay. Some people know it for the amazing amount of agricultural work that we get into out here. But would you tell our listeners, if they're not aware, what the Sangamon County Historical Society aims to do and how it helps to connect institutions together? Sure. So the society is an organization that is promoting the rich history that we have here in this area. The people, the places, the events. We put together programs about some of the history and people. So I can tell you about some of those coming up. We offer grants for those who are doing some work with historical um, research or putting up a plaque. Those are in the spring. And basically, we're just trying to make sure that our history is remembered, that people enjoy this area and all it has to offer. And the community appreciates that. We appreciate that here on Talk of the Town. Would you tell our audience as well a bit about how 
the historical society works alongside of institutions such as the Lincoln Library, sure. as well as um, Springfield Art Association. Right. So we help connect people to resources here in the area. And, for example, at the public library, the Lincoln Library, there's the, on the third floor, the Sangamon Valley Collection, which is a huge area of research, genealogy, history. And actually, the Sangamon County Historical Society helped form that area. So we get a lot of calls from people looking for, well, just the other day I had someone call and they want a picture of a house that they know has been torn down but always had visited when she was a child and wanted to have a picture of that house. So I sent her to Sangamon Valley Collection to see if they might have an old picture. And so then we work with other organizations. We put out a newsletter called Historico, and we like to put announcements for other organizations that are doing things about history and so on in our newsletter. So we connect people and help people find resources. And that is so essential to act as the sort of cultural and historical synapse for the community, connecting one to the other and one signal to another signal. We appreciate that so much. What would the historical society like to let the people know, perhaps, is more important than they could be aware of, as we mentioned Abraham Lincoln, right? Uh, Vachel Lindsay. We have these names that stick out in our minds, but, but President, is there more? Oh, there's so much more. So let me tell you a little bit about the programs we have set up for the fall. On October 1st, we have our annual cemetery walk. And this is at Oak Ridge Cemetery, a beautiful cemetery. We have actors portraying seven different people who were from this area. Very interesting people who were some of the first in their fields. For instance, Edna Dye Weaver was an owner of an auto dealership, the only woman to own an auto dealership in Springfield in the 1930s. And some think that she might have been the only woman in the United States to own an auto dealership. So she will be portrayed. The man who did his first blood transfusion ever in Springfield, Dr. Don Deal, this was in the 1920s. He performed this blood transfusion at St. John's Hospital. And this is at Oak Ridge Cemetery yes, on our north all, end of Springfield. Right. These are all people buried at Oak Ridge Cemetery. So you come to the cemetery. It starts at noon. We have a bus that you get on. We take you to the first site. You listen to the enactor. You walk to the next site seven different sites, get back on the bus and go back to the beginning. About a half of a mile walk, so it's very easy. We always hope for a beautiful day. Much like what the Illinois Department of Natural Resources Office of Land Management does, right? Interactive history. Yes. Going physically walking and as you noted, almost walking back into history, walking right. back into another person's life. That is exhilarating. We call it echoes of yesteryear. So, and I think it's important that you're just not reading about people, but you're actually hearing actors portray them, and that really brings it to life. And then, oh, so going on with our programs. Please. In October, we will have a lady, Allison Smith, talk about 
an architect, a builder, and her great-grandfather, and the house that was built out in the country called Fancy Prairie. So she has photos and is going to tell that history. And then we're partnering with the Springfield Art Association to put on a program in November. And this is actually combining the work of the Dana Thomas House Foundation with the Art Association, with the Sangamon County Historical Society, to have a program about Susan Lawrence Dana, but basically about her friend, Lee Gross Day, who was a, a photographer, a poet. Her work was published in national magazines and a very interesting woman who many of the photos that she took were of her children at the Dana Thomas house. So again, we're connecting the history of people, places, what happened in, in Springfield. All of life, all of the things that we learn about, they are all interconnected. Yes. Right? right. We learn about math, and all of a sudden we can build a house. We learn about science, and all of a sudden we know how to clean water. Right? Everything is connected to everything else, and right. we appreciate that. Dual president. <laughs> Dual president, Cindy Klickner, joining us here on Talk of the Town this morning, Trent Nelson. And... You have heard from the president of what the Sangamon County Historical Society does in a general sense, as well as a particular sense. Uh, president, what else can you give to us? There's so much. So we also have, well, we have our website, sangamonhistory.org, but you might also want to go to sangamonlink.org because this is our online research networking it has all kinds of articles about people, places, events throughout history in this area. Amazingly, we have 14,000 to 16,000 hits every month on this site. And people from all over the world looking for genealogy or trying to connect back to maybe they had been here one time or they grew up here. It is a wealth of information and it has been in existence, well, next year will be 10 years. You heard it here first, folks. Sangamon County Historical Society is not only a, a synapse, uh, an event planning, coordinating institution, it's a repository for information as well. It helped with Sangamon Valley Collection up at the Lincoln Library. Visit the websites, learn a little bit, and... As I always like to say, when we learn a little bit about our community, we often learn a little bit about ourselves as well. And I hope people will become members. We have special events for members. You know, you can join as little as $30 or as much as a lifetime membership for $700. So we welcome you. We welcome you at our programs. Our programs are free and open to everyone. We do have a few events throughout the year that are just for members. Well... If you're planning on living for over 25 years, you should certainly become lifetime members. Price is cheaper. Thank you so much for that, President Klickner. And I know that from Talk of the Town, we all want to join. So we're going to have to get on that as well. But we, we would ask all of our listeners, if you love history, be part of the history that you love. Great. President Klickner, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. President Cindy Klickner, Sangamon County Historical Society. This is Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. Go out 
and live the history that you're learning. Talk of the town. This is Trent Nelson. We have a great friend on today. You might be saying to yourself, he says that every time. We have lots of friends, all right? We'll get into what Aristotle says about friends another time. But for now, we have PR manager Brooke Dunn of the Central Illinois Food Bank. She came on not too long ago to talk to us about, hey, what does the food bank do? But this conversation, we need to know what the food bank's been doing and what it's poised to do in the next month or so. Brooke. So happy to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming down. Thank you so much for having me again. We love company. We love company. We love a chat. Who's better than you? So let's break into it quickly. Hey, Brooke, how does hunger really affect our communities? Hey, Trent, it affects us pretty bad. (laughs) So some statistics for you. Please. Just across central and southern Illinois, 80,000 people and 20,000 children face hunger. So that's one in eight children. So if you think of an average classroom of 25, 30 kids, that's a lot of children just in one single classroom that are struggling every single day, not knowing where their next meal comes from. And we can talk about the studies that illustrate that children that don't have proper food intake struggle at school But we could also talk about the stigma that the child then has to live with based on what might be said by their peers. Absolutely. And that is something that we talked a little bit about this before. But when you are hungry, you are not able to thrive as a person. And that goes with children, too. If you are hungry, you are more likely to act out. You're not able to focus as easily on your homework or your studies because you're so focused on your stomach, you know, and just being hungry. What are the statistics concerning the number of adults? You said it was one out of every eight children. I believe it's about one in 10 for adults. So, I mean, not off very far. Not off at all. I mean, you walk down the street, you see 10 people, Mm-hmm. One of them might be struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think that also goes back to the generational impact that hunger has on families. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us about how individuals can help specifically through the still ongoing 100 million meals program. Yeah. So Hy-Vee has their 100 million meals program where you can just round up at the register. So that's one way that you can help. And I mean, that's just simple as when you're going to the grocery store, you're not doing anything out of the ordinary. And it's super simple. So you can volunteer. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities always. We always want to encourage people to volunteer. You can always donate monetarily as well on our website, www.centralislefoodbank.org. That's where you can find the resources to sign up to volunteer. You can donate as well. You can obviously send a check-in or donate food to the food bank. We are with Brooke Dunn of the Central Illinois Food Bank. We're so thankful to have her down as always. Thank you so much. Absolutely. How can people affect their neighbors, affect their community, even during times where maybe they don't have as much money as they'd like, as they feel comfortable with, to help out as much as they might want to. How can they Mm -hmm. help? Well, volunteering is completely free. So you can 
sign up on our website to do any sort of volunteer opportunity. Um, it only costs your time. And sometimes, you know, with the distribution, it's only going to be a couple of hours of your time. Or, you know, you can just encourage people to get out and help. If you cannot give money, which is fine, you cannot give supplies. Volunteering is free. Talk of the town. Trent Nelson here with Brooke Dunn. So happy to have you down, and, and thanks for coming and sharing a bit of what's going on. We can't wait to see you back. I can't wait. Lucky to have friends like this. Brooke Dunn, Central Illinois Food Bank, here on Talk of the Town with Trent Nelson. Stay satiated. This is Talk of the Town, Trent Nelson, and we are joined this morning by Nick Gentile of the Prairie State Bank and Caitlin Coltis of Visit Springfield. And they're here to talk about something very special, something that will have great impact upon the community as it has previously. I believe this is second year. Right. But before we get there, Nick, Caitlin, such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, we love company. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. But we will cut to the chase. Tell us what is on the horizon that uh, the busy, productive people of Springfield and the greater community should know about. So, as we were saying, we have our professional clothing drive coming up. It's actually Saturday, October 14th at Lincoln Lane Community College's Trotter Center. You can stop by any time from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you need any professional clothing, whether you're looking to update your wardrobe, you have a big interview coming up, something of that nature where you just need to update your professional clothing, you can come, pick out any clothes you want for free. Anyone, no questions asked. And then on the flip side of that, so we actually have clothing to supply our clothing drive. We ask anyone in the community who maybe has an excess of clothing, clothes they've grown out of, to drop them off so we can supply it. And the drop-offs actually will have two drop-off locations, one at the Springfield Lucky Horseshoe Stadium and then one at Express Employment Professionals. And people can start dropping clothes off starting Monday, September 25th, through October 4th. So during their normal business hours, you can bring any professional clothing that you have that's gently used or new that you want to drop off and help us supply the drive with. That is absolutely so fantastic. We appreciate all the hard work that both of you individuals do, but as well as the entire group. Can we have a bit of history regarding what sparked this innovation, what created this idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, so the idea behind the clothing drive was that we did one last year and it was awesome, right? But uh, Rise is a little bit more of a story. We started this group about a year and a half ago. And um, the idea behind it was to give people a place to go that are younger in their careers or new in their careers, mostly people in their 20s and 30s, a place to go to meet people, to find opportunities to put some sweat equity into the community, um, and just grow as young professionals. So um, for us, we've got a a small but mighty team. We met, I think there were five or six of us at the very Mm -hmm. beginning. So we kind of started workshopping some ideas. We found that the Chamber of Commerce here in Springfield wanted to have a group like the one that we were kind of thinking of starting. We worked with them and we worked amongst our groups to put it together. So we put together a calendar of events that we thought would make sense. So every month we have an event that's either, you know, tied to networking or professional development or a volunteer opportunity. So sometimes it's a combination of the three or or two of the three. 
but you know it's become a community so we we launched in february that was our first event so we planned for about six months before that first event was amazing we had it at a home plate we had over 250 people or so there just showed the appetite for the group uh for for the organization so from there it was just you know all hands on deck so I think uh, we've done a great job of trying to bring in new members, bring in or retain members that have come to you know our first couple events, trying to find ways to kind of add value to their careers and add value to Springfield. And it's been a lot of fun. It sounds like it's been a lot of fun and it sounds like it's been a, a positive whirlwind. Why is it important for people to have access to clothing that they can feel confident going to a job interview or just going to work in? Well, I think your self-esteem is really important in how you present yourself and makes you feel comfortable in showcasing your professional skills. Your soft skills are just as important. So looking good translates to feeling good. So we want to give everybody in the community that opportunity, especially when just starting out. It can be really hard to, I mean, this could be, you know, someone who's interviewing for their first full-time job and so you want to feel really good and you want to feel really prepared and we think having professional clothing is an easy way to give them that first step in doing so right yeah i mean if you think of any interview you've had or any opportunity that that uh, required you to you know get in front of maybe bosses or whatever the last thing you want to worry about is your clothes right there's so many other things that you've got to focus on you know what you're going to say you know what they might ask all of those things i think if you can Check off that box of, you know, I like the way I look. That's that's a good one to check off. Absolutely. We often say you've got to look how you feel. Yeah. Nick Gentile, Caitlin Coltis, Prairie State Bank, Visit Springfield, and most importantly, uh, Rise Springfield, mm-hmm. Professional Clothing Drive. One more time, give us a reminder of how people can give clothing as well as when they can come should they need some. So the professional clothing drive is going to be Saturday, October 14th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Lincoln Lane Community College's Trotter Center. And then on the flip side, if you have some clothing you would like to donate towards the drive, you can head to one of our drop-off locations starting Monday, September 25th through October 4th. And those two drop-off locations are the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes and Express Employment Professionals in Springfield. And you can head there during the normal business hours to drop off any of your clothing that you'd like to donate. Nick Gentile, Caitlin Coltis, thank you so much for coming and joining us this morning. Before we let you go, though, one more question. What can each of you see Rise doing in the future to continue, as Nick mentioned, as Caitlin mentioned, expanding this presence, this positive presence for people of all ages around the community. I don't want to give away any secrets, but we have a lot of really good ideas, and a lot of them are already starting to come to fruition for the next next year and, and years down the road. But I think for me, the thing that will determine if Rise was a success or not will be if I can hear stories of people that came here from somewhere else and didn't have maybe family or friends and and they came to a rise event and made a friend or found a reason to you know created their own communities that kind of came out of rise i think that will be success for me personally that's what i hope that it is nick gentile caitlin coltis thank you so much for coming in and joining us this morning thank you thanks for having us absolutely this is talk of the town trent nelson 
give some of your clothing if you have any to give and and receive some clothing if you need some for your next great endeavor. This is Talk of the Town, Trent Nelson, and we are here this morning with an individual that you likely know, you likely have seen, you've likely come into contact with. She's everywhere across Springfield and the general area. Don't believe me? Just go outside, and uh, I'm likely to be proven correct. Her name is Kayla Graven. She works for Downtown Springfield, Inc., and again, she has her hands on all the cool things that go on. You might have seen her at the farmer's market. The list is beyond me. Thank you so much for coming down this morning, Kayla. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all ours. Now, Kayla, again, you work for Downtown Springfield, Inc. There's something of a get-together coming up yeah. uh, for that institution, is there not? There is. So um, we're going to have our annual awards dinner on October 18th. And this is a really great opportunity to recognize and celebrate all the great efforts that our community collaborators have been putting forward into the downtown. It's no easy feat. I know revitalization is not a quick turnaround type of activity, but people really, really put their time, energy, effort, and we want to make sure to recognize them. So we're going to recognize them on October 18th. Thanks to Brown Hayne Stevens for sponsoring this year's annual dinner. And we're having the BOS Center thanks to Watts Coffee Systems for um, helping us out with the venue sponsor as well. And then you have the opportunity to be able to come in and be a corporate sponsor where you get a table of eight. Business table sponsorships are also available too. Again, table of eight. And we're having a VIP cocktail hour. So we have VIP tickets available. And everyone that gets a table or a corporate table also is invited to that dinner as well and enjoy the cocktail hour. And then we have our general mission tickets available and that is just the dinner. So, Kayla, thank you for that. What time does this shindig all yes. kick off on so, the 18th? <laughs> the VIP portion is at 5.30 p.m., and then also 6.30 p.m. is whenever the dinner starts. That is absolutely fantastic. Now, Kayla, a bit of an abstract question, but that's what we love to ask here. Why is it important that we celebrate the institutions, the individuals that go about the work of revitalizing our community, developing underdeveloped portions, and also aiding in the future of our community. Yeah, Why? sure. That's a really great question. So, you know, we're a part of a bigger entity, which is the National Main Street. We're a chapter of it. And something that we know, and there's data and proof in there, whenever the core of your city is not thriving, isn't at its best, the rest of your city is not going to be thriving as well. So it is very important for us to make sure that we are revitalizing downtown, investing in downtown, or else our city is not going to thrive at its best. So um, being able to celebrate those that are in the weeds, doing the day-to-day, -day, and really putting their time, energy, and effort and money into the downtown is something that we definitely need to make sure that we recognize their efforts. We appreciate that, Kayla, here on Talk of the Town. A few things touch my mind right away. One being that when we get in the weeds, it's the perfect idiom for the garden, right? When we get into the garden, getting dirty does not have the same stereotypical concept behind it, right? We get into the dirt, and we know that we're going to grow something beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And that sounds very much like what DSI gets into, right? Yes. Is the dirty work <laughs> that brings the beauty forth later. Um, I love that. That was so elegant. <laughs> that well, makes my, my job seems super, super fancy, right? <laughs> well, it is very fancy and it's very important because, again, and we appreciate your kind words, Kayla, what you noted when we do not have a thriving center of our city, a thriving downtown, a thriving commercial sector where not only tourists but residents can come, yeah. we individually are hurt mm -hmm. as well as collectively. Each individual living within the city benefits from a better, more functional city. Yeah. Right? Kayla Graven, Downtown Springfield, Inc., DSI's annual awards and dinner ceremony, October 18th. You heard it here first, folks. Go have some drinks and chat with the great folks that are doing amazing work to ensure that our city is top of the pops, as they say in other parts of the world. Kayla Graven, thank you so much for coming down and speaking with us. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is all ours. Talk of the town, Trent Nelson. Go embrace the city that we all live in. And if you don't live in it, Come visit. Thanks for listening to Talk of the Town. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Talk of the Town is a public service of Midwest Family Springfield. If you have any questions about today's program or previous programs, contact the show at MidwestFamilySPI.com slash Talk of the Town or call Midwest Family Springfield at 217-629-7077.